From Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, January 21st, 2011, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando studios is Maya Strang. Hey! To her immediate left, Josh Luhan Loveless. Hey, people. On the uh, ones and twos behind the wall of glass, uh, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. And on the Skype line, all the way from Jetstown, Virginia. <laughs> Jesse Carey. <laughs> hello, hello. And and that is right. My wife and I are, are huge fans of the New York Jets, so this is just a magical time for us. So if you're listening to this on Monday after the Jets have lost <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go oh, bold no. here. I don't yeah. know I don't know why I'm being inspired to do this, but I'm gonna guarantee a victory on Sunday. Wow. Awesome. Bold. I'm I'm adopting the bravado of our coach. Don't curse. <laughs> this is a it's a curse free podcast. A, you, well, you, Chad's may have to bleep some things out because I've been watching a lot of Jets games lately. <laughs> so this this episode is going to carry a TVMA <laughs> warning in the <laughs> iTunes store. We're on a five second delay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and most of it will be aimed at Tom Brady. So. <laughs> I had this beautiful, beautiful hair. He lost because it was covered up. Like, I really his he had like the space up? ghost. Yeah, he had one of those on. black things yeah. over so to keep his neck warm, so it wasn't flowing in the wind and. And so it threw off the tra- trajectory of yes. his passes. Threw off his whole, <laughs> whole thing. He was kind of it wobbly. really did. That, 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 that ponytail kind of, or not ponytail, but that mullety thing kind of coming out the back really absorbs so much wind when he's winding the ball back. So well, I think that that's what threw him off. It was like the tail on an airplane. I mean, you have yeah. to have that, that flipper back there to keep everything in line. The flipper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that thing. It was, it's, like, it's like his hair is his rudder. Of his right. quarterbacking ship, exactly. Yeah. Um, but but he looked like you know in the in like a medieval movie when when like the knight takes his his helmet off <laughs> and he's got that the like mesh. weird kind of hood thing on. Yeah, <laughs> the mesh, That's, the metal. He was pretty much wearing that, and he looked ridiculous. <laughs> he's ready for battle. Like I don't care how cold it is, I'm not going to look like I'm. You know, I'll just deal with it. I'll deal with the the cold ears rather than look yeah. goofy in that thing. Did he learn nothing from Samson? And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we took away his hair and his strength went as well. And Belichick's hoodie was extra mangy. There was a seat. There was a I paused it at one point in the game when he was walking off the field. Yes. There was literally like a moth hole. Yeah, there was moth. a hole. Yes, I saw it. It was amazing. Back of his hoodie. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like everyone knows he cuts the sleeves off. But honestly, how do you get a hole in the back of your hoodie? You know, how does that even happen? First was of- he like sleeping on uh, like a, a wooden plank or something? So, you know, in the NBA, there's a dress code. You know, the coaches have to wear a collared shirt, suit jacket. Players who aren't playing have to wear a suit jacket on the bench. Players coming to and from the game have to wear suit jackets. So at the NFL, apparently, you have to wear NFL-licensed gear on the sideline. Right. Right. You can't, you can't do the Lombardi-esque right. suit and a hat. Tom anymore. Landry. Right. Yeah. The Jacksonville coach although, did although, yeah, yeah, but Jack he got, Del Rio. He, he got fine. Has, but, but he wears, he'll wear, a, a, this is an honest to, to goodness truth, a Jacksonville Jaguars cursed. leather jacket. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so here's my thing. In the NBA, in the NBA, if like Stan Van Gundy wears a mock turtleneck, he gets fined. Right. How does, yeah. for mocking, Billichek yeah. cut. Well, true. For, okay, first of all, he gets his new sweatshirt in the mail, Okay. He unpacks it and he says... He gets it with his Sports Illustrated yeah, right. subscription. <laughs> so then he unpacks it, gets out the big kitchen shears, and hacks it up. Yeah. How? Yeah. And then he wears it all season long. And then apparently. he throws it to his dog to sleep on it. Right? <laughs> and says it's not ready yet until I puncture a hole in it. How is the NFL okay uh, with this? Why don't they fine him for mutilating licensed apparel? I mean, Van Gundy can't cut the sleeves off his suit jacket. Listen, they're more That's worried true. about head injuries. All right, yeah. they, they, they don't. They don't have time to think about wardrobe. Hey, All right. This uh, here's another observation I've made about NFL coaches in the past. Have you ever noticed a tendency for like a coach? 
to resemble uh, like a stereotype for the city they coach in. Like, remember when John Gruden was the coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks and he would always wear that visor and he had mm-hmm. that shaggy blonde? He looked like a charter boat captain from Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you look at Mike Tomlin, the coach of the Steelers. Yeah. He's tough. Yeah. He's gritty. He never smiles. He is a, he is from the Steel City. You know, mm-hmm. Rex Ryan in New York, kind of this loud mouth. I've gone through a lot of coach. Like, even I know Jerry Jones is the owner of Dallas, but he's like a big Texas oil man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird how NFL personalities match their cities. So what does Bilitech say about Boston? I think he looks like a homeless man in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it, well it, it speaks to the city's homeless problem. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So uh, I, I think that, that Stan Van Gundy of the Orlando Magic should take this as precedent and cut the sleeves <laughs> off of his jackets from now on. Yeah. He rolls them up three quarters of the way anyway. <laughs> That's true. That's true, he does. He well, says, if he's a reflection of the city of Orlando and he looks like Ron Jeremy, what does that say about <laughs> Orlando? But he, he dresses like Don Johnson. Here's the great thing about the NBA implementing, yeah. like, all right, now coaches, there's a new rule. Coaches have to wear collared shirts. There was only one coach in the league that didn't wear collared <laughs> shirts. Like, it was clearly aimed directly at Stan Van Gundy. Oh, yeah, they mm-hmm. call it the van gundy rule unofficially <laughs> so you know how come how come baseball the coaches wear the outfits of the players <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah which is a I think horrible, that should be the NBA. Idea. can you imagine coaches wearing the, the Stan jersey gundy wearing yeah. the and shorts football. i and all the have to top. wear belichick and the, <laughs> the no. little pants yeah. <laughs> why do they do that baseball i mean they could wear suits with an athletic That's support they could wear yeah. arms cut off their hoodies in they baseball could. i mean well and and everyone everyone has heard my you know dislike for for soccer and World Cup, but I will say this: their coaches <laughs> look awesome. They, they do. Could, each every one of them could be male models, and I say that completely objectively. Yeah, I agree. Oh, they they dress uh, awesome, and they 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 just well, look like European. the coolest dudes ever. But they're Europeans know? with money. That's why they don't even yeah. stand during the games. They just sit on the bench. Yeah, and really, a few rows back I, too. They're they not. Do. Like, all the players are in front of them. They can't really even get a I good view of, right. the court of the field. I know you're right. Well, and, yeah. and it's like, okay, I, I'm admittedly ignorant to the strategies of soccer, but how much actual coaching can go on? <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, Chase you guys ball. kick it around and do <laughs> so. Don't touch it with and, your hands. And if they're kicking it toward our side, stop it. <laughs> Kick it back the other way. Kick it oh, back the other yeah. way. Remember, guys. Sorry, time out, time out. Listen, guys. And if you get really close to the net, all run really fast and kick really hard toward the net. There you go. Because are there even timeouts? Are there even dead balls where yes. he has time to coach? Yes, there are. I think Chad's a soccer lover over yes. there. I watched He's the. Is he shaking his I'm, head? I'm, I'm a baseball lover. Are R- you? Ryan was a soccer lover. Oh, okay. Did you ever coach baseball was... and wear the outfit? I I, I did. <laughs> Actually, I did. Yes, I did. Um, like Little did League? Did you really coach? Yeah, I coached Little League. And you wore the outfit? No. Yeah, <laughs> not the Little League outfit. <laughs> little, tiny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very tight. Very awkward. Very yeah. tight. I tried to hide on the bench. You take that to the letter of the law, you have to wear the size of, <laughs> of the players, the players right. that you're coaching. Right. right. Yeah. There's, people there, don't like our sports. There's talk. our sports podcast. But I felt like that was that was interesting. <laughs> I feel it's like more, it's more about yeah, more about fashion, fashion and culture yeah. And, yeah. and the city's yeah. identities, right? Yeah, than the actual sport of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, on this uh, podcast coming up, we have a, uh, a a spotlight in the interview with hip hop artist Lecrae. Mm. Make sure to stay tuned for that. We also have a game that my my lineup literally says parentheses. Game. game. <laughs> so I'm assuming that Chad and Jesse have been scheming something up. Yeah, this is, this one is is the brainchild of Chad Michael Snavely. People need to know he's not only uh, the wizards the wizard of ones and twos. He is also <laughs> a trivia and comedy genius, as people will see today. Wow, it's very true. Those are big words. Yeah, all right. And, and, and I people will listen to the game and they'll be like, "That was incredibly accurate." That's true. <laughs> Jesse could not have described that more accurately. That's what they'll be saying. But up first, uh, your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, January 25th. Make sure to look out for Iron and Wine's new album. It's called Kiss Each Other Clean. That's my philosophy on dating. Be licked. Be licked. <laughs> <laughs> it's about just a, a really we, we just got sense wet wet kiss maybe I don't keep, know. Keep going. You wouldn't be clean after that. You'd be kind of sloppy. Be kind of sticky. And You'd be kind of billetchecky. Sticky. <laughs> what? Billetchecky is my new adjective <laughs> for disheveled and kind of messy. <laughs> Um, uh, Cold War Kids is coming out with mine as yours. Cold War Kids, hmm. 
If only there was a place you could read a good, insightful article about their story, their faith, their music, mm-hmm. where they are as a band, what they believe. Where, where, there should be a place like that. Where would one go? Go to your local Barnes & Noble or other bookseller and look for Relevant Magazine. Oh. It's usually stocked right by the Playboys. Hey, there we go. <laughs> it actually is. I have the picture on my phone to prove it. It's true. <laughs> there's why, there's three Barnes & Nobles around here. One of them always, because they just stock them wherever. You know, they look at the cover like, oh, I guess this is a music magazine. I guess this is porn. This is <laughs> men's interest. It's the men's interest section. And so they always put us in front of Playboy at the one right here on Colonial. Out by UCF, they put us in music. And up in Altamont, they put us in current events. <laughs> uh, Destroyers coming out with Kaput. Talib Kuali is coming out with Gutter Rainbows. Have you heard that? I have not yet. Okay. Um, have you? I, no, liked, I, liked I heard him Talib. open for Beastie Boys um, a few years back in Chicago, and it was one of my all-time favorite concerts Oh yeah, ever. Talib Kuali and High Tech yeah. were a Reflection Eternal. We, we, had, we had an article. Okay, their first album, Talib Kuali and High Tech, was called Reflection Eternal. Right. And then a couple of years later, Reflection Eternal came out with another album. And so everybody's like, oh. So they've named themselves as a duo, Reflection Eternal, that won the name of the album. Right. It was very confusing. It is confusing. But, so last year, Reflection Eternal came out with a, with a, a new album, and we had the guys in the magazine. So. Huh, okay. Um, big fan. Amos Lee is coming out with Mission Bell. Uh, Pendulum is coming out with Immersion. And the Get Up Kids are coming out with There Are Rules. I'm excited. We're getting back into the music release phase of the year. It's always lean during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Movies coming out on Friday, January 28th. The Mechanic. Jason Statham, Ben Foster, Donald Sutherland. The guy, they're assassins. I wonder what kind of character Jason Statham's going to play in this, <laughs> in this film. Kind of a maniacal. Maybe romantic interest of... Uh, Donald know. Sutherland? Yeah. yeah. An emotional <laughs> man. And also coming out The Right, that uh, freaky Anthony Hopkins possession movie mm. that it actually says at the beginning based on true events it's interesting that those spiritually demonic kind of you know slash horror-ish films uh are always involve a catholic priest you never find the non-denominational pastor of yeah. a contemporary <laughs> church Who, yeah. who's why got is like, that i don't know whether like frosted like tips and and, and, uh, and like a kind of maybe a little faux faux hawk yeah you know? yeah i mean <laughs> i, I want to see i want to see <laughs> i want to see a film like the right Put together with the spiritual authority. In the Bible Belt. Yeah, in the Bible Belt yes. of a non-denominational church in a strip mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with the with the blonde frosted tips. I don't. I think that's a different direction to go. Yeah. It'd bring I, in, it'd bring I would like audience. to see it. I, I would wonder what the plot revolve around, would revolve around. It's the exact same movie, just not Catholic. Right. Exactly. It's, it's purely evangelical. <laughs> Christian, really. And if you make it for the right audience, you can also incorporate it in the right time of year. You can incorporate it with some sort of... Um, Halloween horror fest held at the church for the youth group. I don't think they call yeah. them Halloween horror <laughs> fest. No. horror fest. I think they call them like Halloween nights or harvest parties. <laughs> okay, I, I don't. Or Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost Weenie Roast. Roast. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the Christian terms uh, the way that I should yeah. for those Halloween. I don't know if you're the man to screenwrite this thing. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm the wrong need... demographic. But um, they always end up with someone having an abortion at the end, and then you have to choose heaven or hell. That's what I've heard. I've never seen. I one. think it's a perfect premise for one of these horror films involving the non-denominational pastor. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've literally never seen a horror movie. The ever? closest thing I've ever come to is that um, the, Blair, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, okay. did, did you see like The Ring or anything like that? No. No. Why would I pay to go get... I'm sensitive to the spiritual stuff. I just don't like the demonic... I don't know. You're anti-demonic? I am. Really? <laughs> I am. Is that like See, your position? See, that's where you and I are different. I'm like, totally just like, open across to the like, board. Uh, you're just get flat out. <laughs> flat out. Anti-demonic. Anti-demonic. Uh, it's good to know. Yeah. I'll write that down. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I don't watch a lot, I, but I, I, I see like the big ones when they come out, you know? Uh, They're always coming out. There's always well, I'm, big but I'm ones saying, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't go to all of them. Are I you, go to like occasional like if if one's like a really big hit and people are like hey we're going to see i can't remember the last one i saw but they give me nightmare black swan <laughs> do you think that was kind of like a horror movie i didn't see it i've heard it is it's pretty scary is it psychologically yeah psychological thrillers yeah i do you like those kind of movies uh no i like i like i like like indie movies and comedies okay uh, i don't know 
I'm a sucker for a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, I'm a big rom-com. If you put Kevin James in a movie, I'm seeing it. <laughs> Kevin James. So Kevin James, hey, blend the genres. Kevin James could be in the right in, if it was set in suburbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could, I could totally, totally see that. Yeah, I totally look like. <laughs> he, he, he could be like a fun-loving, you know, pastor-ish type of guy. Yeah, with his ability for physical comedy, I'd like to see him being possessed. Hey, you know, <laughs> stumble over a, a pew. Yeah, it, it would certainly be an interesting direction. Would for, be a pew, would be a chair. A strip no, that's true. You're right. You're right. right. Yeah, they're not installing pews in the strip mall, non denom churches. Stick to your scripts. You're right. All right, that's it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. You're listening to Cage the Elephant. The song is Shake Me Down. It sounds like circus abuse. What? Like, like the down? caged elephant shaking it down. Did you see the Ringling Brothers when they were in town? No. I don't support animal cruelty. <laughs> it's the circus. Exactly. <laughs> it, 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 there's no way to leave to a circus and not no, feel weird. Listen, I feel like what they do to small people... <laughs> is way worse than what the elephant is. It's cruel. I, I don't support like cruelty. Putting a grown man in a clown costume strips him of his dignity. In a small car. I mean, that is terrible. Paid. But, like, they sent the, the Ringling Brothers was at the new Amway Center, and they sent a memo out to all the magic employees saying, do not touch the animals because they store the animals in the loading docks. That just sounds terrible. They store the animals in the loading docks, and they had to tell the employees to like not touch the animals. That? It was in the paper. Oh, I was like, so like you on their mailing list? That sounds terrible. Why was it? I mean, it's a, an elephant. There's a lot of space in the loading docks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Cage the Elephant, Shake Me Down, playing right now on Relevant FM. If you want to look at it, the video is on Relevant Don't TV. touch it. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard the Civil Wars. The song is Barton Hollow. Which is playing right now on Relevant FM. Did They're you see amazing. them on Leno? In the vi- I, I didn't. I was traveling to the Keys. They were amazing. amazing. So good. I got to watch it on yeah. line. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Seriously. They, they just they killed it. They killed it. They killed it. I mean, you obviously you hear the EP sounds amazing, but obviously when you see someone play live, and especially because it's just one guitar, two voices, you want to see that they can carry it with energy and just the whole emotional experience. I mean, it was beautiful. Really well done. They will be guests on this very podcast in the next couple of months. They're coming. They're coming down. I don't want to say the the month, but soon this spring. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and we have some other things up our sleeves with mm-hmm. the Civil Wars. We are huge fans of the very Civil Wars. So we're working on some other. We're scheming. Just to be clear, not the Civil War, because that. I mean, I'm not. This is, I'm not a huge fan of the Civil War. I, I just want there's a lot of confusion out there. I, I, I will say I I participate in a lot of reenactments, but I would not say I'm a fan of the war itself. Yeah. I like to dress up. <laughs> I, I'm just a big fan of dressing up. Jesus. And muskets. Jesse's I'm, I'm just really in the backyard again reenacting yeah. Yeah, the Civil War. Yeah, I don't go to like formal reenactments. I just walk around my neighborhood with carrot muskets. And it's not and, and, and really you got bored with that one, so now you're you're reenacting the Civil Wars, which is, you know, just all of them from around the globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So All right. Time for slices, Jesse. What do you have? All right, well, uh, eBay is pulling down a listing. This is actually the second time they're pulling down this listing from a seller who has, uh, he's saying that he has discovered the true identity of the uh, street artist uh, Banksy. And uh, he said that he has looked at a lot of the eBay auctions that um, uh, Banksy's had in the past and also identified – he's not given a whole lot of details, but somehow he's matched um, a lot of these sales with – he has access to some British uh, tax forms. And anyway, the seller has said that I have, with 100% assurance, the identity of the uh, you know famous uh, street artist who remains anonymous, um, and I will sell it to you. I'll sell it to the highest bidder. Hmm. Um, and so first, that was just the auction, but eBay pulled it down, saying that you actually have to be selling a tangible item. 
So you can't just sell a name. So he reposted it and saying, I'm selling you a piece of paper with the name written. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Do put on a piece of paper. Um, but, uh, and it actually had reached, there'd been 38 bids and it had reached, uh, on a, on a $1 shy of a million dollars. Come on. Yeah. That's, you think they're real that people guy's a with cheap, that real money? The, the guy that only put up $1 less than a million, that guy's cheap. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Not just going make, over it. Just making a mill. Not going over yeah. it. Cool well, mill. that was a little too conspicuous. Jeez. He didn't want to cross into that new category. <laughs> yeah. A million plus. Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't want to be in the, the, guy, the guy that paid a million dollars for Banksy's true identity. Um, but, but eBay said, uh, you know, they were kind of ambiguous as to the reason uh, why they pulled it down this time, but they do have a ban on the sale of personal information and IDs. So people are suspecting it kind of, uh, you know, stem from that. But uh, there's also people are speculating that this is a really um, elaborate publicity stunt by Banksy himself. There's no really? way to confirm that, but some people have speculated oh. it's a way for him to keep his name in the news, especially you know while Exit Through the Gift Shops, his film that came out last year, is still getting a lot of buzz. What you if, know, it's in a lot of year-end lists and that type of thing. So they're saying maybe it's actually him doing this just to generate publicity. So it could be the guy that's... Uh, what if it's the actual guy that's trying to post this information right in front of us? Banksy is, is living right in front of us. And he's trying to act like he's going to post Banksy's information, but that's really him. Yeah, that's, yeah. This, that's what they're saying. Oh. And, and, and the whole idea is that it's gen- people are talking about it. It's on all these blogs. And I saw, I saw a little thing on CNN about it. So, um, so if it is him, it's been really effective publicity. No, Jesse, but- I, I was saying I'm breaking this story now. I know <laughs> you're, you're bringing the slice, but I, I, I felt like I was bringing something You're Banksy, new. aren't you? I am he. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It is interesting. I mean, e- even if you don't know who he is, I mean, just the whole idea of somebody's identity being sold for a million dollars is pretty interesting alone, much less if you're a fan of his, you know? Mine went for uh, 37 cents. I was about time. to say, yeah. what, what could we get for Cameron's line? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was very disappointing. It didn't hit the reserve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine was returned. <laughs> and then I was flagged and kicked off eBay. Um, okay, so my slice, it's the article so well written, I could re- read it word for word, but I won't. Um, the title is called Drunken Owl Taken In by German Police. So you're just going to read the title word for word? Yes. Um, Okay, so German police recently found a drunk owl out in public and took the animal in, saying it would be released once it was sobered up. Um, You're like, how can an owl get drunk? So a lady was out walking her dog, and she saw a bird sitting by the side of the road, oblivious to passing traffic. When the police found the brown owl, it was staggering around with droopy eyelids. (laughs) As, as further evidence of the, dr- of the owl's drunkenness, two small bottles of schnapps was found near the bird. <laughs> Apparently, they can unscrew the tops and drink it. Um, they took it to a local expert. I like how you just used your hands yeah, there. Like, I just pictured like an owl. Like, with, like, yeah, owls can do that. Disposable thumbs. Well, well, they can. Owls can very quickly get to the uh, bottom of a tootsie roll pop. So <laughs> I can't imagine a bottle of schnapps would be that much more difficult. Yes. Uh, so it was taken to a local expert who treats alcohol- alcoholized birds. Alcoholized birds. <laughs> wait, wait, there's wait. An, a local expert that it, treats uh, alco- uh, alcoholic yeah, birds? apparently in Germany. There's a sponsor. It's, yeah. it's a bird sponsor. <laughs> well, you know, there's so much outdoor Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Birds are hanging out for the bread and stuff, and they get thirsty. What, what do they have there? Remnant of beers. So yeah. they're just, it, the birds are just used to drinking beer all the time. Yeah, Germany. and it doesn't help that in Germany they fill their bird baths with hard liquor. <laughs> Not at all. So they said they're giving the bird plenty of water and it is free to go when it is sober. Um, <laughs> and then they... However, is it, is it, it, does, like, it does have to go to a treatment. Room. Yeah, I was like, is, <laughs> it, is this bird rehab or is it just once... It's like a drunk cell and so once he's sober, he can, like the Andy Griffith show when mm-hmm. when he would get sober right. the next day, he could leave. Yeah. Right. So, is, so this is like a bird drunk tank. Basically, Okay. Yeah. It is weird how the Andy Griffith show really just had a lot of fun with alcoholism considering, you know, the wholesome time it was on TV. But that was like a recurring theme. What was the guy that always ended up in the drunk tank? Otis. Otis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When really, when really it's a sad case of chronic alcoholism. Right. They just In Mayberry, really... of all places. Well, it was moonshine. It was a dry county and, and Otis and others, uh, they would go and, you know, try and raid the stills from time to time out in the country. <laughs> yeah. But Otis, you know, was a, a moonshiner. Yeah, lovable addict. 
<laughs> um, at the end of this article, she lists other animals that like to get tipsy. She says there's a badger that got so drunk on overripe cherries that it staggered into the middle of the road <laughs> in Germany. Like Again, fermented cherries? Apparently. And that happened in Germany. Apparently wallabies, uh, have. there's uh, a case of wallabies who got so high on opium poppies that they couldn't hop straight. <laughs> they talk about monkeys who steal cocktails from tourists, which we all know happens. We do? Um, we knew that? Monkeys are... Horrible, and they're gonna. Oh, they're gonna steal whatever's in your hand. Yeah, but then they drink it. I mean, apparently they, they, they swoop down, steal the cup in your hand, and then drink. Have the you alcohol. seen Curious George before? Uh, that's true. He's okay. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, elephants who. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> elephants who tragically killed three people in a drunken rampage. That's horrible. How do you get an elephant drunk? That's a lot of alcohol because yeah. it, it disperses through your bloodstream, right? Yeah, it's a lot of alcohol. Lightweight. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently, drunken owls is not that. Uncommon in Germany, in Germany, or in the world. Interesting. Interesting. I know dogs drink beer. You see that on America's Funniest Home Videos mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you have? Uh, so over in the UK, uh, there's a uh, there's a kid or man. We're not quite sure. His name's Prince Summerfield, who joined ninth grade uh, at the beginning of the year. And after 48 hours of uh, having started school at this new private school over in the UK, teachers became suspicious that he was a man instead of a 14-year-old. And so they've confronted his parents. They swear he was born in Malawi. They've shown the birth certificate. But they went up to the kid and they were like, when were you born? And uh, instead of uh, saying uh, 1996, he said in 1986. And then quickly corrected himself and said, no, 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 I'm, I mean 1996. <laughs> so anyway, so they have this, uh, they've got this kid at this school who for two days, apparently, they're just looking at him. And he's a 24-year-old man that uh, the parents are trying to pass off. <laughs> what do you, as, as what do you say they're just looking at him? Well, they're just looking at him. He's, he's going to school. He goes to school for two days. And the teachers are suspicious, but they ha- they don't do anything for two days. They just let him go to go to class, wait, hang out wait, with other kids. So it's a high school where so he should have been ninth 14. grade. Okay. Should have been fourteen years old. And what they discovered was, and and are still kind of looking into it, but it looks like he's twenty four years old and just n- didn't get an education. And his parents are trying to pass him off as a fourteen year old to get the high school education that he needs. But can really? you imagine, like, but, the teachers, like, how do you decide? Like, I went to school with kids who had beards in, like, seventh grade. But yeah. you can get, I mean, like, old people go get their high school to GEDs and stuff for free. You don't have to fake it. In the UK, when you're 24, you can't go to ninth grade. <laughs> so this is like the Beverly Hillbillies where Jethro was in the fourth grade. Yeah, and what was that movie with uh, you watch a lot Adam of... Sandler? <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, you're a big fan of 1950s sitcoms. <laughs> what was the Adam Sandler movie where he goes and goes Billy to school? Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah. Right. Right. Apparently but that's that America. Happen. In America, we have lower standards for our educational system. <laughs> and for comedy. Adam Sandler comedies. does whatever he wants in this country. <laughs> so I, I'm just trying to picture what the classroom said, what the conversation is like between teachers to go, is he 20? Is he a man? Cheerio. Or is, that a, <laughs> is, is he a man? <laughs> <laughs> I won't yeah, do my accent. We have to move to our resident, uh, our, uh, yeah, language expert. Maya. Yeah, hip hip cheerio. Yeah. Is that is that a gent I see there? Or a lad. <laughs> <laughs> a gent or lad. <laughs> What say you? Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> pip, pip. Yeah. So I just, I mean, confronting a child, are you a man in night Let's grade. go have yeah. some tea in the teacher's lounge. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what hmm. What tipped them off? The beard and the wedding ring? or No, they just looked at him and they were like, uh, no the, way. the headmaster is quoted as saying, uh, he says, uh, clearly he looked much older than 14 and seemed uncertain which year he was born. <laughs> so they just confronted Every time him. I ask him what year he was born, I could tell he was doing math in his head. Right, right. And, and no 14-year-old does math. No, they don't yeah. at all. And since he was in ninth grade, you know, doing subtracting 10 years from his actual date of birth was much too difficult. Too much. <laughs> I'm just that's saying why I was there. There's a lot of people <laughs> yeah. that... Uh, because, well, yeah, that's why I'm here because yeah. I can't tell you. Yeah, but ultimately they said uh, he was branded. They branded him a child protection risk to other students because he's well, a that man makes sense. going to school with fourteen year olds. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> well, no, why? If I w- if, if I need a ninth grade education, and they're going to say go get your GED, but I'm going to no, no. I want the thorough educational experience. I want recess. I want lunch. You're a father. Yep. Your your daughter is in ninth grade. Okay, here we go. And you want to allow twenty four year old 
44-year-old pedophiles it's, to be in class with But see, with this her? is my point. Why is a 24-year-old who ne- needs an education a pedophile? No, no, no. I'm well, saying well, you well, can't what, tell. Like, you open it up to that 24-year-old, you have to open it up to all 24-year-olds, yes. including the pedophiles that will exploit the loophole. No, well, they're in why, front of a teacher. There's why a teacher didn't he there. go to school when he was 14? I don't know. He was born in Malawi. Didn't so you watch the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they lived too remote into the woods. He they may did. have been a child actor. For some period of time, needs to go back and get an education because right. he didn't have a tutor through the rough right. years. That's what Natalie Portman did. While he did cocaine. Um, so I, I think I think 24-year-olds should be allowed to go and to be in ninth grade. And I think just because... They he, should have their own class. What? Yeah. It's called the GED class. Adult Education Program. Yeah. At the local community college. At the local community college. It's still free. You still should be able to get your free? education. Hold on. Hold on. A 24-year-old man can be a teacher. In right. a public right. school, why can't he just sit in the small desk five feet? Because teachers of him? are certified; they are. Vetted. I think they're they're they have background checks and. Yeah. You have know. you seen Waiting for that, Superman? They're not all legit. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So anyway, I think there 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 should be a case made. So for, what's the the threshold? You're saying that. Pe- creepy 40-year-old pedophiles should be able to sit in the back of 14-year-old classes. What about 11-year-olds? I am not saying creepy about pedophiles eight? should go well, to school They're with auditing. They're auditing. Okay, you hold, know, on. So. hold on. You know what? I'm going to take this a step further. Auditing Most the, churches... Auditing ninth grade. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this... Some like, of them like to audit seventh grade. I'm, I'm going to take this... like It's a stereotype about men with children that I think is broken in our society. Most churches don't allow men who serve in the nursery with children to change diapers back there as well. Do you feel comfortable with that? I think that's, I think that's wise. But see, it's Why stereotyping not? all men as being inappropriate. No, with no, children. no, 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 no. It's it's just protecting the one out of a thousand that would that would cause a problem. There's no reason to create the risk at all, even if even if it's a minute risk. But women can be inappropriate. Of course, they based can. on their own. Experiences but too. they have more of a nurturing motherly instinct, especially if they're serving the nursery. They probably are a mother. I'm just saying. I think there's a stereotype related to older men that. Uh, are you wanting to go back to ninth grade? I'm is this what this is coming out of high school education? <laughs> and you were told no. This, this is, is a shocking this story. You didn't, you didn't Honestly, actually go to high school, though, right? I don't. I, yeah, I was homeschooled for mm-hmm. nine years, but I did go so to high he, school. Oh, Billy Madison school. style. I don't have an elementary degree. That's my problem. <laughs> so that's where he, he wants to go all the way back. School. So this you is a were, wound that cuts deep. You never had elementary school experience. <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't. you want it now. He watches Billy Madison longingly. I do. It's Wistfully. It's a beautiful picture. That looks wonderful. Okay, well, on that uncomfortable note... On, on that weird and uncomfortable note. Hey, just because he's 24-year-old the man doesn't make him weird, all right? It's not no, an uncomfortable s- note, people. No, we were talking about you're weird. Okay. <laughs> because I'm a man or just because of what I said? What you said. Okay, that's fine. Just because of what you say and what you do. <laughs> Judge not- me based on what I say and do, not because I'm a man. Right. Come on. <laughs> Martin Luther King last week, does anyone remember? No, we've already forgotten. Diversity, equality. <laughs> so on. he had a dream... That men and women would change diapers equally in the nursery at church. I think that was part of the dream. It was subtext, small, fine print, just discovered recently. Did you did you hear? Um, it was um, on Martin Luther King Day. There was a game between the Celtics and the Magic on TNT. And late late in the game, uh, they showed the locker room speech that Doc Rivers gave his players, and he was talking about Martin Luther King's speech, and he said. You know, the I have a dream is what everybody knows, but that actually was very late in the speech, and it actually was not part of the speech. He said, if you watch the tape and you read about that day, he was, you know, well into his speech and stuff, and, and, and Mahalia Jackson, who's a groundbreaking gospel singer from that era, who my mom loved and raised me on her albums, she's on stage behind him. You can see her. And, and while he's in the middle of a speech, um, people, the crowd's, you know, cheering and stuff. You can hear Mahalia saying to, to, uh, Dr. King, tell him about the dream. Tell him about the dream. Tell him about the, tell him about your dream. And so then he just spontaneously says, I have a dream. And wow. he, cause it was huh. something that they had been talking about. Huh. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it was fascinating. And Doc is telling his team this to get him fired up to go out and beat the Magic at the last second. It was really angered which me. Which they, they did. did. Yeah. Which they did. Because so. of that speech. Because of that speech. But he was just basically saying, like, you know, you don't have to live according to a script. You don't, you know, I mean, some of the most important things in your life aren't going to be planned. Hmm. And to follow your heart, to live in the moment. What a great speech. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's really amazing. But you really that, can, is, that is actually really good. I that's went a back good and watched it, speech. and you really can see her saying, like kind of nudging him, because they were close. Obviously, they had been talking about his dream yeah. 
And she's like, tell him about the dream, Martin. Tell him about the dream. It's crazy. Anyway, that's an awesome story. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Lecrae. listening to Kings of Leon. The song is Pyro. It's playing right now on Relevant FM and the video is on Relevant TV. Well, if you have the new issue of Relevant Magazine and you checked out our drop, the drop spotlights, you saw one on hip-hop artist Lecrae. Uh, Lecrae is probably, if you're talking about Christian hip-hop artists, the biggest there is. He, um, his album that came out in 2008 which is called Rebel, uh, topped the gospel charts, but then also hit the number three position on the iTunes rap chart. Then last year, he released uh, a follow-up album called Rehab, and it debuted at number 16 on the Billboard 200 charts, uh, making it one of the highest-selling Christian hip-hop albums of all time, um, if not the highest. I mean, I'm trying to think who else has been up there. I mean, I grew up on Christian hip-hop, but... Anyway, a few weeks ago, he released Rehab, The Overdose. Uh, the album peaked at number two on iTunes and number one on the hip-hop chart through uh, most of its debut week, so it wasn't just a flaky thing. Uh, the guy's huge. Uh, he's making quality music with a positive message. Our very own Ryan Ham spoke to him for the magazine, and here is a part of that interview. Started with hanging posters on my bedroom walls To battle rapping for status up in the schoolhouse Just call me double sushi, thought I was too raw And hip-hop was my home, I had my shoes off Six, three in high school Could you just kind of um, take us through just a quick, you know, maybe two-minute snapshot of, like, your story? Sure. Just, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I tell people all the time I'm authentically uh, hip-hop. I grew up in hip-hop culture. It's just, a, you know, what I've always experienced as just from a kid to to an adulthood. But I'm authentically Christian. So when I became a Christian, it, it consumed every aspect of my life. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I continued, you know, just in hip-hop culture and just the way I dressed, the way I, the way, just the understanding of the culture. I just grew up in it. Um, but then just started expressing myself and my faith um, in every aspect of my life. And so that kind of started with me doing... Um, volunteering at juvenile detention centers and just kind of doing my music for guys there Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of helping out and then that kind of had a tumbleweed effect into some camps and then you know on and on and on just getting opportunities to travel and go different places and then just being burdened to continue creating music that challenged and stimulated people that inspired them so um, to, to the to the very day you know to this day where you're talking to me now and I'm still passionate about uh, creating music that is authentically hip-hop but is authentically Christian and that just means that at the end of the day we want people to walk away hearing a, a Christian worldview in the music so here I am the battle's on but the war is over when Jesus reigns and for his name I will stand the pressure and take the pain and if they drop us this promise will take him to the grave that tonight we may die but to die is our game tell them bring their guns out in my city of in You mentioned that you tell people you're authentically hip-hop and authentically Christian. Um, why do you feel like, uh, for you, hip-hop is the best way to communicate your message? Um, this is cultural, man. You know, I, I think, you know, it's just who I am culturally. So I grew up in it. You know, I grew up on the, you know, from listening to everything. My cousins were older than me, and they put me up on stuff that was even before my time. So, mm-hmm. so stuff like Eric B. and Rakim down to, you know, Ice Cube, to Nas, to Jay-Z, to, you know, East Coast, West Coast, to the South. It's like, it consumed every part of me. So I understand the culture. Um, and so if there was ever going to be somebody who's going to be a missionary in that culture, you know, it'd be somebody who knows it. So I'm, I'm indigenous uh, to it. And so um, I think it's effective because that's just, you know, I think that's the way 
God designed it. I mean, ultimately, you know, Jesus comes to earth as a, as a, a human, as a Jewish man, speaks Jewish language, wears the Jewish clothing, and, and impacts the, you know, the Jewish people, which ultimately leads us to today. Start embracing stage fright So let me fall back And stop giving my suggestions Cause when I follow my obsessions I end up confessing That I'm not that impressive Matter of fact, I'm who I are A trail of stardust Leading to the superstar Yeah, I could play the you mentioned like all those people you grew up listening to like how do you feel like i mean obviously like there's differences in lyrical content but just just in general like how do you feel that you relate to the hip-hop community like at large um i mean obviously they hear some of the some of the same nuances cliches they hear me articulating a lot of things that are uh, very culturally relevant to um to, to them um, just because they're part of hip-hop culture and then you have fringe listeners people who aren't necessarily a part of hip-hop culture but are are influenced by it and they just know some of the some of the general things and they you know they hear those type of things in the music as well mm-hmm. um, and then you know at the end of the day man, I, I tell the same stories that everyone else is telling they, my stories just have a different ending mm-hmm. so you know a song on rehab called Just Like You I'm, that's the same story everyone's telling man I didn't have a father figure growing up I don't know who my biological father is he's on drugs mm-hmm. you know I idolize gangs and so on and so forth um, but the, the end of my story is and I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps which mm-hmm. is a lot of people's story or that is just terrible for me my the end of my story is much different and uh and so that's what i try to you know invite people into that world yeah uncle chris uncle keith uncle ricky before the lord get me i gotta say something quickly i grew up iffy since my daddy wasn't with me shoe i wasn't picky i'll take any male figure you stepped in at the right time it's because of you that i write rhymes probably never knew that i love the way you used to come through teach me to do the things that men do and true you um obviously like i mean you said you're telling some of the same stories um so do you still like listen to a lot of rap even stuff that like some of your listeners might find offensive um yeah and i mean you know with and and in freedom you know i think it's it's definitely a freedom issue if you're a christian Mm -hmm. you know i think that, that that's usually a a, um, a difficult issue to tackle, um, you know, for Christians, is that okay? Is it not okay? Um, and the way that I look at it is, you know, that if you're an architect, you're not like only studying Christian architecture. If you're an engineer, you're not only studying Christian engineering, mm-hmm. you're studying the best engineers possible uh, so that you can be, you know, adept and, and, and approach your craft well. And I, and I think of it the same way, um, not only from a from doing what I do well, but also from understanding the culture because there's a lot of stories being told, there's a lot of stuff being communicated in that, in those songs. And so if I'm listening and I'm hearing people's worldview, mm-hmm. I'm hearing their outlook on life and um, and I'm able to, to talk to those issues and, you know, really understand them. I think a lot of people, specifically Christians, can be condescending and speak in a patronizing way without understanding where people are coming from. Right. And, um, and I want to take time to listen to people and understand where they're coming from and then just, just serve them, man. Um, you know, that's what I come to do is, is come to serve. Turn my feet up, overdose mine. I don't need drugs, got the most high. Holy Ghost right up, to compose rhymes. Seeing God is blind, got a cloud on our mind. I'm illuminated, opening my eyes. Now the spirit showing me the word is alive. I was so low, now I'm so high. Regenerated mind telling me that I'm alive. And it's working, so certain. Changing subjects a little bit. Um. I, yeah. I saw that you took a trip to Sudan um, whenever uh, whenever rehab came out. Um, I, just, right. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because it seemed like um, a really amazing experience. Yeah, it really was, man. Um, <clears throat> life altering. Um, I've taken a lot of trips and gone a lot of places, and they and it's always to me been a, a time to recalibrate, specifically spiritual, just kind of a spiritual recalibration. Mm-hmm. Just kind of understand what I'm here for and, and why I was designed and what I was created for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm just when I look at the Bible, I see, you know, I'm I'm God's workmanship, created for the plans that He's pre pre-purposed and so I'm here for his purposes but sometimes you get so wrapped up in your own goals your own ambitions your own desires 
that you forget, you know, um, you know, and it's, it's really cloudy in America. There's so many distractions. Mm -hmm. So I knew I needed to get somewhere, specifically when the album came out, that I wouldn't be distracted. I could just recalibrate and have good focus uh, mm -hmm. to really be impactful and, and have a, a clear picture of the reality that a lot of people live in. So getting out to the Sudan, you know, nobody knew who I was, nobody knew my music, they weren't familiar with me. Hmm. You know, I was just an average Joe who just came to serve people, to love on people, um, and to, to help people see truth clearly. And um, and it was great. I didn't, I couldn't depend on my charisma. I couldn't depend on, you know, any kind of fame or anything along those lines. I, mm -hmm. All I could depend on was God to, you know, to use me in whatever way he saw fit. Hmm. So it was great. That is Lecrae. You can check him out at myspace.com slash Lecrae, L-E-C-R-A-E, or obviously just go search at iTunes or Record Shops Nationwide. You're listening to Band of Horses. The song is Dilly. Not Dally. Just Dilly. <laughs> it's playing I right like now. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's playing right now on Relevant FM. Okay, it's time for the games. All right. I, I think, I, I honestly think, you know, this, this was Chad's brainchild, so I would like for him to introduce it because I think he could do it better justice. Well, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, and, and I realized that here in, this, in, in America, in our culture, when it comes to January, you know, early February, when we think of sports, what do we think of? We think of the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. I think Bill Belichick sleeps. You do, of course. Yes. Well, Moss holes and sweatshirts. <laughs> let me just say, you might not be aware of this, but there is another major sports competition that just took place, and that is the North American Cup fencing competition. Uh, it was held in Dallas, Texas this year, and there were more than 3,000 of the nation's best fencers were there, and they competed. So, huh. my idea for this week was that we need, we need to bring some much-needed attention and respect to this sport in the form of a duel between Josh and Maya. Nice. Cameron, of, Cameron, of course, being the scorekeeper. And I, I'm omitted from any yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not allowed. <laughs> you're not allowed. So, so we've got some questions. Jesse's going to kind of read these questions. Josh and, uh, and Maya are going to duel. We're going we're gonna to see who knows more about this amazing sport called fencing. Okay. And then they're okay. actually going to duel with real yes. swords. Okay. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> All right. Uh, who who would like to go first? And I should say that Chad contributed most of these questions, but I threw a couple in there. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what uh, if you're going to like the ones I did, but uh, I put them in there anyway. Okay. So All right. you're let gonna... Josh go first because he's a man. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to have the I'm women go first. I'm forty. It's, it's, you okay. Know. All right, Josh. Thank true you, or you're false? Welcome. Fencing is one of only four sports to be included in every modern Olympic Games since the first in 1986. 1896. I was saying. 1896. Did you write that question? The mir yeah, they call it, they, the miracle on the mat was the big fencing duel, right? In 1986. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that's false, Jesse. I'm sorry, it's true. That's oh, true. I, it felt true. like it was true, but I just felt mm -hmm. like it was a trick question. I mean, that, that's, Here, here's that's a, here's a bonus to redeem yourself. What are the other Duh. three? Uh, wrestling. Nope. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done. Thank you. Um, let's see. These are Olympics. One? Olympics. The yeah. Yeah. Shot put. One? Track. Track. Nope. With, what? Shot put? Running had been invented. 1896. It would, those all seem logical. I'm just... No, I, running... I'm just... I mean, the whole thing was started because of the marathon back in the Greece time. I mean, there's, the reason there's, why a marathon is 26 miles and all. There's only four that have been included in every Olympics, though. Okay. I know, but like no no track event. Oh, wait. Table tennis. I, all right. It's, it's rowing, 
cycling and swimming. Cycling mm-hmm. had the wheel been invented at that point? <laughs> it was the really really big wheel. Yeah, penny <laughs> farthing. They, they, yes, they had a penny farthing race. Little wheel that goes behind the big wheel. You Wait, so ask? you're saying that in 1896 they had the newly invented bicycle race instead of running? That's what that's what they I'm saying. That then, Chad, but at that? some point it, it dropped out. Like sometimes they stopped doing them for a couple of years. I need they to know. Back. They're not going to drop out running. They might have. Maybe it was a slippery, slippery slope, slope of <laughs> wet grass, and people would have hurt themselves. And they were they like, only a bike can ride on this, not two human feet. In 1906. Feet. <laughs> All right, I'm looking into when the bike, the bicycle, was invented. 18. All right, well, while while you do 18, that, 16. I'm going to ask Maya a question. 18. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, true or false, Maya? The tip of a fencing weapon is the third fastest moving object in sports. It's right behind a marksman's bullet and Nolan Ryan's fastball. False. That is correct. It's actually the second fastest moving object. <laughs> Which is what you were thinking. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, clearly it's faster than Nolan Ryan's yeah, fastball because he's like point, 80 now. He needs, right. a, he needs Tylenol or yeah. Advil in one of those things. Advil. Yeah, Advil. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, this is uh, this is one of mine. Um, <laughs> why, why do you want credit for the questions? Because he's throwing Chad under because the bus. These are ridiculous. <laughs> because, uh, because Chad's are actual fencing facts. I'll be honest. Mine are kind of gimmies for both of you guys. I'm gonna read them back to back. Okay. 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 Uh, because I don't want Ch- I don't want people to think why would Chad write something that stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing benefit for him, not me. Well, thank you. Okay. The appropriate thing to yell when being forcibly removed from a match. Okay. Because assume uh, presumably you've got kicked out. Is which of the following phrases? Hold on. The idea that there's something appropriate and inappropriate to <laughs> yell when you're being dragged out of the match is ridiculous. But exactly, go ahead. you go got ahead. it. Okay. You got it. All right. Okay. So is it is it a unhand me you cads? Okay. Remember, this is fencing. <laughs> Freedom. You just got served. Or do you simply wildly swing your sword, leaving Z's sliced into everything on the way out of the stadium? Or is it all of the above? I think it's all of the above. You're correct. Yes. It's absolutely <laughs> all of the above. That's right. <laughs> all right, Maya, which of the following is not part of the official fencing uniform? Mm-hmm. Britches, knickers, thigh-high socks, plash drone, or wedgie-proof underwear? Wedgie-proof wedgie underwear. You're right. Although it should be because they are the laughing stock <laughs> among their fellow Olympians. I've had plush drawn before. Jesse, I just Good. I just tweeted about our football tangent earlier in the podcast. I just mentioned yeah. that there was one, and somebody said, "Oh yay, I love football tangents." Uh, but please mention how much you hate the Jets. Oh, <laughs> oh snap! That was Douglas well, Ogden. So. They're going to be sorely disappointed. All right, go ahead. Keep going, sir. Okay, so uh, all right, do we have a score? I have two. Two, two. Two, two. I don't know. Two, I literally one. was just guessing. I don't even two, know what questions he got the first one I was reading tweets. Cameron's been over there tweeting. <laughs> All right, Josh. In, in, in a duel. If it doesn't involve me, I lose interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can chime in if you want. You can make funny comments about fencing. Oh, okay. <laughs> in a duel, honor is done when which of the following happens? Hold on. Who wrote this question? You or Chad? It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, it just doesn't matter okay, anymore. Okay. Yeah. This right. <laughs> blood is. <laughs> you, you trust me. You'll know the stupid ones that I write. Okay. In in a duel, honor is done when which of the following happens? Blood is drawn first, even if it's a minor wound such as a blister. A fencer takes off his glove, throws one at his bo- opponent, and literally gives him a slap in the face. Or both fencers put down their swords reach for their pistols and shoot it out. Uh, it's when you hit him with the glove. Two. B. I'm sorry. It's actually when blood is drawn. What? The blister <laughs> thing. What, who fences and then you get a blister? Like, that happens over time, doesn't it? A blister? Well, they have lots of practice. How do you yeah. get a blister when you're fencing? Wait, well, they're, they're, they're... Were you organizing CDs? Yeah, I, am. I was over like, here. Stop it. I was looking at you the whole time Goodness. and then it just registered. He's just reorganizing the bookshelf. <laughs> on the podcast. He's, Cameron's doing like calisthenics. I know. <laughs> no, the, the blood thing makes sense. The whole blister, uh, because typically fencers are kind of doughy, non-athletic people who have to have an extracurricular oh, activity. And, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the wedgie-proof underwear. Well, and the, the kid on Modern Family, he's... 
offending thirty-eight of our podcasting <laughs> audience who are doughy non-athletic. No, who are all fencers. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah, if I was offending all doughy non-athletic people, it would be 98% of our podcast <laughs> oh, listeners. Oh, see, there's someone on the treadmill going, not me. Yeah, not a lot me. of people do it when they exercise. I'm the I vocal know. minority. I know. Um, yeah, no, the, the blister thing makes sense because, you know, a fencing duel, like if you prick somebody and you draw blood, like you clearly have won and I have dominated you. Is that a sense of honor, though? Mm-hmm. I think it's an honorable oh, that's honor. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I fought. I, I, it's an honorable way to lose because I, I didn't lose on a technical knockout. I lost because because I'm bleeding. Because I'm bleeding. Yeah. I fought until blood was drawn. I, it's an honorable duel. <laughs> uh, all right, my which of the following is not a type of fencing sword? Mm-hmm. Okay, right. a foil, the sword of Gryffindor, an epi. Or a saber. What's not? Saber tooth. Saber. How about an epi? No, the Gryffindor. Yeah, it's the Gryffindor. Oh. That's from Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's from the famous fencing scene in Harry well, Potter. I thought in the Goblet of Fire. I thought maybe in Harry Potter that's the name of a sword. So. What well, is actually? But he but said it's not an in, official type of fencing. Used in you can't fencing. use it in the Olympics. Yeah, the 1896 correct match. Yeah. They don't allow that kind of sword or sorcery in anyone. <laughs> you can't cast a spell right. anymore. 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 Well, I'm still up. By yeah. One. All, right, all right, Josh. Which of the following is an actual video game? Okay. Uh, two two. The, two one. Yeah. You uh, were two one. Now it's w- three two. Two one. We the, both got that we wrong. We both lost. It's all right. Keep organizing CDs. It's all okay. right. Goodness. Keep going. You're doing great. You're doing great. The bookshelf's looking awesome. All right, go all right, which, Josh, which of the following is an actual video game? Okay. WFA, and that stands for World Fencing Association. So is it WFA 2K11, uh, Saber 2 Street Edition, Epi Challenge, Blood Under Britches, <laughs> Golden Foil, or Blades of Steel? Which of those is an actual video game? Oh, man. Um, uh, gosh, there were so many options. Um, there were five. Yeah, that was that was one extra than I was prepared for. Um, shoot. Just say A, what, B, or C. What was, yeah, I'll take C. So you took <laughs> you took Epi Challenge Blood on Your Bridges. <laughs> no, was that C? Yes. What was yes. the one after that? Blades of Golden Steel. Golden Foil. No, 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 because Blades of Steel. Oh, you're right, because there's five. Sorry, I'll take D. D, which is Golden Foil. Yes. It's actually Blades of Steel. Oh, that was but too it's kind obvious. of a trick question because that was an old hockey game. Oh, that's what I was. Yeah. Wasn't that a uh, a Wesley Snipes movie? I think it was that Will Ferrell figure skating movie. Blades of Blades Steel? Of Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. <laughs> 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 All right, so awesome. n- now we're four to one. <laughs> yes, two to one. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Let's see. Okay, which of the following is not a famous fencer? Winston Churchill, Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer of Iron Maiden, Tom Cruise, David Beckham, or Mickey Rourke? Who is or who isn't? Who is not? So the majority <laughs> of that list are fencers. Are famous fencers. <laughs> only one, apparently, only one of these is not a famous fencer. So, I'm gonna say B. Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer of Iron Maiden. Yeah, he is a famous fencer. Oh, unfortunately, yeah, Mickey Rourke is a famous boxer, Mickey but not Rourke. a famous fencer. Right. If you re- so if David Beckham fences, that's how he keeps uh, trim. Yeah. Mickey Rourke, if you would have read the article that was on our cover, our cover story two years ago mm-hmm. he talks about growing up fighting and stuff like that he's on the mean streets and he was uh he was like when bookies would have thugs like go collect the the debts and He'd stuff draw that was a him. sword and do a duel he didn't he didn't <laughs> fence you could just tell like he should have <laughs> he would just he would just stab him with a shiv yeah. well actually if you read the story he kind of did have that i mean he the way that uh, church entered his life. Do you remember this? Did anybody read this? I did. He yep. he was uh, he was married, mm-hmm. and his wife got you know they did drugs, and she was high on cocaine. She got raped, mm-hmm. and so he tells how he w- he found out who did it. He was right. 
going to shoot like to the guy's house to murder him. It's an unbelievable story. And on the way there, he kind of had this weird kind of his dad was Catholic growing up. But so on the way there, he passes a church and decides like, I'm going to go murder this guy and then commit suicide. By the way, it's a Catholic church, right? Right. Right. Not the non-denominational right. contemporary church in right. the strip mall. Right. Again, right. once again, overlooked. Right. Yeah. So he's, you know, so he knew morally that, uh, that you can't commit suicide and go to heaven. Mm-hmm. So he went in as he was walking to go murder this man. He went to the back row of this Catholic church, sat in the sanctuary, and gave some sort of penance or something. As he was then going to walk out and go murder himself and this other guy, the priest sees him back there, looking very distraught. Ends up going back and talking to him, talks to him for hours. Ends up talking him out of it. Leaves the gun with the priest, and Mickey Rourke talked about the fact that this priest saved my life. And Mickey Rourke has no family, and so like every holiday now, he still gets together with that priest for Thanksgiving or Christmas, and he sees him as his like salvation. It's an amazing story. It's unbelievable. Wow. You you don't need much discernment though if a guy looking like Mickey Rourke comes <laughs> yeah. into your church and is just praying. You're like, I really feel led to go mm-hmm. and speak to that man that looks like <laughs> the devil. Going on. <laughs> <laughs> the homeless devil. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Bill Belichick. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's that guy related to Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> All right. So, win? what's the score right now? It's a, a nine-one. Yeah. Two, two, still two-one. Okay. It's, All right. Well, we'll do, we'll do, two, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. We'll do, we'll do two more. Okay. okay. The SEA requires that members. Uh, who participate in melee combat adhere, which is, I didn't know even know they had melee combat and fencing, uh, <laughs> adhere to certain behavioral standards. Which of the following is an SEA attitude requirement? Okay. One of these uh, is an actual attitude requirement. Not using profanity during a match, kissing the sword of your victor, obeying the marshals on site, or mandatory, it's mandatory to grant Jim Gray an interview after the duel is finished. Okay, so which one isn't? No, which one is? Is mandatory. Yeah. And the, what was the first one again? Not using profanity. profanity. Not using profanity. So Kissing Rex, the sword Ryan, of the victor. Rex Ryan is out. Right, 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 right. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, Kiss with, the sword. With uh, A. Not using profanity. Yes. It's actually obeying the marshals on site. Mm-hmm. And they're U.S. marshals as well. Of course they <laughs> so, are. So if you break rules, they take you to prison. So I just won. Dang it. Yeah, that's, I think that's I, ball still like, I still like my next question, though, real quick. Okay. Um, so it's it's, it's mathematically impossible for Josh to win. Right. No, no, I sense a comeback, even though I have no more questions coming <laughs> and she's in the lead. I sense a comeback. I just want to establish that, okay, that you're thanks. mathematically, you're done. I yeah. appreciate that. Thank you, Peter King. <laughs> I just wanted the listeners to be aware as good, well. Good, good, Um, In case there's no one that had, in case there's any 24-year-olds that dropped out of ninth grade <laughs> and were not aware of the mathematics. <laughs> All right, true or false, fencing is the only combat sport with no weight classes. True. It is true. Yes. Oh my gosh, you're so good at this game. I won three to one. Unbelievable. Manny from Modern Family. I mean, like he fenced this little tiny girl. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, All right, that'll do it for the game. That would be the fencing noise. (laughs) You have to do the fencing noise there. Stay tuned for up next, your feedback. You're listening to Sia. The song is I'm I'm in here. <laughs> Hello, I'm in here. I'm in here. Don't come in. Okay, so last week last week we asked you, um, how do you think culture will change in 2011? We we had our predictions in the new issue. We had our predictions in mm-hmm. a couple podcasts ago. We want to hear from you how you think culture is going to change this year. You went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted your replies. Here are a few of our favorites. Uh, Danny's is funny. He says Cigar Guy will start showing up at more sporting in more sport f- sports photos and will probably land a job on ESPN. 
that was a great a great uh, meme from from 2010, and I would love to see it resurrected. Yeah. Well, him um, landing a job at ESPN actually isn't uh, too far fetched, considering a few weeks ago Jesse told us about the homeless voice over guy. Yeah, and then the runs. Cleveland Cavaliers hired him. Mm-hmm. All right, so Michael says that counterculturalism has been a cultural norm for this generation, but he predicts that in 2000, yeah, 2011 will be the year of counter counterculturalism. So that can only mean one thing, Victorian powdered wigs, mm. shoes with buckles on the back, and uh, uh, hipsters will attempt to counter the counterculture uh, with Victorian style. I which like I it. think would be fabulous. I like it. Yeah, no, it's nice. But 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 uh, one person chimed in there and said, "Wait a minute, did shoes with buckles ever go out?" <laughs> I like it. That's that's an untapped gold mine right there, mm-hmm. fashion wise. Yeah, the Victorian era pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sammy Superfly says, uh, "I predict in, in an attempt to make as much money as possible, Harry Potter two Electric Boogaloo hmm. will split from part two into part two and three and so on, like Cell Division, uh, until there's nothing left but short movies. <laughs> then Twitter will get in on the ever-decreasing content, and the movies will be expressed in 142 microseconds or less. Interesting. 142? Yeah, the, the films end up being just trailers. Yeah. Apparently, he gets two extra characters in his tweets. I want to know who he's talked to. Sammy <laughs> Superfly? Yeah. Well, I think it's like if you get up to different statuses, you get extra characters added. How amazing would be, that be? That actually would be pretty cool. That would be really yeah. a great idea. <laughs> Except, you know, that means per- Perez Hilton is going to oh, have God. a lot of characters yeah. available to him. Yeah, I don't know Jack. if it's... Because everyone Ryan that's Seacrest. prolific on Twitter are people you don't want to hear more from. Okay. All right. That'll do it for your feedback. Uh, here's this week's question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Okay. So a little behind the scenes uh, transparency. From time to time, the podcast will lend itself perfectly to a question of the week. Yeah. Other, other times, we sit here for a good 10 minutes trying to think of something <laughs> to ask you to generate, to generate discussion and feedback on the website. We thought that this week's question of the week should come from you guys. Yeah. We thought you could go over to the podcast episode page and then in the comments there, ask us a question of the week and we will answer your questions on next week's podcast. It could be anything. Hmm. You could, we could talk sports. We could talk you know, biographical. Hmm. We could talk political, mm-hmm. spiritual. Like what's your middle name? Cultural. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Wildlife. <laughs> Drunken wildlife. Will you do an Australian accent? Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, just simple requests. Yeah, yeah, we'll take requests. <laughs> whatever you want. Okay. So uh, you can, so yeah, so this week's question of the week is up to you. So uh, go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, click right there on the, the new podcast and in the comments, leave your questions for the podcast crew. Maybe. Or if you want to call in and ask us, we'll play them on the podcast. The podcast episode hotline is four oh seven six six zero one four one one extension one two six. Many thanks to Lecrae for talking to us. You can check out his new album. It's called Rehab, The Overdose. You can check out his MySpace page at slash Lecrae. And you can read about him in the current issue of Relevant Magazine. Check it out. And uh, on that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron String. I'm Maya String. I'm Josh Luan Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. And that's Chad Michael Snavely. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. You put Kevin James in a movie, I'm seeing it.